right uh welcome everyone to the fit geek show uh today yet again we have uh, shihan parvez mistri with us as decided every monday at 3 pm we will discuss about uh, different aspects of fitness related to martial arts particularly kojuryu karate do so sensei thank you so much for uh, taking out the time again and sharing your knowledge with us my pleasure and privilege thank you thank you thank you so much and today's topic of discussion is uh, resistance training uh, using traditional methods of gojuryu uh, karate do and also sanjin kata and we'll go a little bit in depth with some questions as as to how normal workouts are different uh, than uh, traditional gojuryu karate workouts so yeah, sure. since i uh, yes uh, to begin with uh, why is resistance training so important for martial artists and what are the different methods that gojuryu karate has incorporated to uh, incorporate resistance training for karate uh well over here one is why is resistance training important in any martial art and how does okay. it help with combat that's the first yes. part yes uh, yes so there are actually two two separate questions over there and then could yeah. you please yeah. explain in depth about the traditional ways of resistance training in gojuryu karate okay Can okay. so we start with the first uh in any an all physical endeavor it's the muscles of the body that perform the work required hmm. okay either by contracting that is tensing the muscle or by lengthening that is extending the muscle okay correct uh this in itself by itself uh is resistance training of a sort okay hmm and it is compounded when the exper- uh, when the muscle itself experiences uh, a load or a hmm. force right and uh either internally by giving yourself the resistance like in a push up or a squat where gravity is working against you and you're working with gravity or when an added weight is increased like if you're doing a barbell squat or a dumbbell squat or whatever okay hmm. uh the type of resistance training will depend on the martial art that one is doing for example mm. uh, a person who's training in judo will actually train in uh, in weight training exercises to mm. develop more power to develop more force and keep increasing the weight successively even 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 try to do things like deadlifts heavy deadlifts All right or clean and press bar hmm. basically power lifting hmm. uh because judo involves grappling correct okay you catch hmm. the opponent by his gi and uh then you try and throw him down and uh so there there are basically two techniques in in judo the throwing technique and the grappling technique the throwing hmm. technique is divided into two categories uh standing techniques and lying down or sacrifice technique called sutemi waga where you throw yourself on the ground in order to throw your opponent okay uh for example the stomach throw you put your leg inside the opponent's stomach lie down on the ground and flip him over so that tomoe nage basically all right uh and then you have the grappling aspect which involves a lot of strength a lot of resistance because your body weight uh, there are three types of grappling in judo one okay. is where you grapple and you hold your opponent down for between 25 to 30 seconds if it's 25 to 30 you get a half point if it's 30 plus you get a full point you win the match this used to be in the old days they've changed the rules a little bit now oh. you have a quarter point a half point and a full point and two points and three mm-hmm. points and ad infinitum so uh this was in my days it was just one point half hmm. point and one point uh the other way of taking down your opponent was to strangle him either you strangle him which means you choke him the air supply or you strangle there are two choke is one strangle is two where you cut off the blood supply by cutting off the jugular vein and carotid artery going up to the brain you uh, and this depends entirely on the referee so the referee has to be mm. really spot on mm. and uh, the minute he senses that the opponent is 
kind of fading off. You will stop the mind and the body at the point, and that's it. The third mm-hmm. method is an uh, is a bone lock, essentially on the arm, on the elbow joint. Okay, no other bone lock mm-hmm. allowed. Like you can't do a neck lock, you can't do a spine lock, you can't do a knee lock. Mm-hmm. Okay, only mm-hmm. the elbow joint. So again, it depends on the uh, the referee. If he feels that the guy's elbow is going or dislocated, about to be dislocated, stop the fight and board you the fight. So these are the three oh. types. So you can understand uh, why it's important for body mass and power training. to keep a person pinned down so to speak correct or if mm. you are pinned down to throw him off so this mm-hmm. requires a lot of training okay mm. and uh, as against the karate person who basically relies on punches kicks strikes mm. and blocks that's the basic arsenal that he has right mm. so now uh so again it depends as i said in my last uh, interview with you on the specificity of training correct okay uh if you're a swimmer you want to do weight training i mean very powerful heavy power training or anything if you're playing badminton hmm. or or table tennis or tennis you you won't do you know power training you'll do plyometrics you'll do other type of stuff you'll do suspension hmm. training hmm. okay hmm. so it depends on what you want out of your training what what are you looking for you're looking to be a bodybuilder fine you're looking mm. to be a karateka equally fine no hassle mm. okay but you have to change your training according to what you intend to do okay well mm-hmm. having said that uh, a karate person will do high repetitions exercises along with plyometric training and uh, with a limited amount of weight training but the weight training is a little different for a karateka normal hmm. weight training you do body part training the upper body lower body yeah. okay it depends on what yeah. you want to build more you want to build mm-hmm. your legs from you want to build your upper body you want to build your abs the different forms of resistance training that goes along with it okay correct all right hmm. i personally uh, i can recount my own personal experience when i was running a gym okay and at that time i i was doing regularly very heavy weight training like i was squatting with 240 pounds okay well and uh, i was doing a leg press with 800 pounds plus four people standing okay. on the machine yeah that's about 1400 pounds yeah okay and i had the vertical leg press not the uh, horizontal leg press i had the vertical leg press mm-hmm. and uh, then i used to do a bench press with uh, how much was it uh, with about 80 pound dumbbells i really did a barbell bench press i used to do prefer oh. dumbbells i had a shoulder injury oh. so it was easier for me to do yes uh, dumbbells with the dumbbells and, correct mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh and i used, i looked very good and suddenly i found that i was increasing in size hmm okay and but when i went to the dojo i found that i was sluggish i couldn't move you know i couldn't punch mm-hmm. i couldn't punch fast people were were blocking my punch whereas previously uh they could never block my punch hmm and even today even today out of Uh, if i round up 10 people and i punch them i'll get through at least nine of them <laughs> without them being able to block me hmm okay so uh so yes a size does inhibit speed i'll come hmm. to that a little later down the line uh, sure. uh, answering a few other questions and hmm. i'll explain why and how okay so uh, it's a short trade off between big muscles and high speed depending on each person's framework you built with mm-hmm. a certain frame your height ends off as a certain some people go up to 6 feet 6 and a half feet some people remain mm-hmm. like me at 4 feet 5 feet nothing that mm-hmm. thing <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh 
so so having said that uh it depends on each individual's prerogative so to speak hmm 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 you know what he wants to do with what he has and okay. how he wants to achieve it okay hmm. uh for example if you if you if you're in a white stance like a shikodat okay and you're holding that that becomes an isometric position correct correct hmm. okay hmm. so your body is in isometric state now you're punching so you're doing isotonic movements with the arm right when you're punching hmm. so hmm. it's a combination of isotonic and body isometric as hmm. your stance settles down on the ground you get hmm. the power of the ground coming up into your thighs into your legs into your glutes into your back and then the power starts coming out of so the first 50 punches for the next 60, 70 punches 100 punches you just keep mm. going on and on and then it comes fluid you're not thinking anymore you've mm. gone mm. beyond the pain threshold so to speak mm. okay, and you're just boom boom your your hands are just going where and mm. uh, so so that in itself is a type of resistance training okay because you're okay. working your yes. muscles all the time you're working your lower body muscles by staying in position you're getting your yes. your chains your diametric uh, alongside chain your, your opposite chains coming into your power and you're getting your mm. core muscles uh, pushing your hand out for for that maximum mm. amount of force and speed mm. so that in itself is a type of physical training mm. or resistance training basically this is same correct using both isotonic and isometric uh so in how do you uh, so both these techniques uh, both these aspects of isotonic movement fast repetitive and uh, isometric positioning okay develops a lot of resilience and strength and power okay in 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 the traditional uh, method of training in karate hmm okay uh the same thing goes when you're in a cat stance for example and you're doing 100 kicks with the front leg and then you switch and you do 100 kicks with the back leg so hmm. that the, the as you know the cat cat stance is 90% 98% on one leg and just yes. 2% on the other leg correct hmm doing techniques from here cat stance is it it's exactly demonstrate the agility and speed and versatility of a cat hmm right hmm. okay so uh it's very important to uh to understand the 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 type of musculature uh, or the type of uh, muscle contraction and relaxness okay uh in the execution of a technique of, of a punching technique mm. for example right uh in in japan it's normally kime kime is when you focus that all that power into that one instant on the makiwara on the hitting board on the punching bag or whatever you're hitting okay Hmm. where the games in okinawan karate you have what we call muchimi muchimi and muchimi is the concept of hard and soft soft when you relax so your muscles hmm. are relaxed the highly responsive highly hmm. responsive a relaxed muscle yeah. is much faster than a stiff muscle or a contracted muscle yeah. like if you hmm. tighten your bicep and try to make a punch it's going to be very slow Mm-hmm. okay right yeah. but if you keep it loose and you go bang hmm okay so did you see that punch yes yeah and um, um, i mean it just went in yeah it just <laughs> came in well so it's like that yeah <laughs> so 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 uh that's what developed speed this this constant type of uh, traditional training is what developed mm-hmm. speed uh the and the understanding behind it. okay i keep telling my students don't tighten up don't tense up you're wasting your energy relax mm-hmm. then punch mm-hmm. 
So it's only at the point of contact that the right. whole body mm -hmm. goes into a rigid instant of rigidness, and mm -hmm. your arm becomes like a steel bar. Hmm. At the point of contact, and immediately after that, it's relaxed again. Hmm. So, okay. The, the, this is uh, the type of training we do uh, either on the heavy bag for the kicking and on the makibara for the punching and strikes. Okay. Hmm. Uh, now, how does this work in combat? Hmm. Basically, the secret uh, of any type of martial art training, okay, is like Dr. Jigoro Kano. When asked what is the secret of judo, he was the founder of judo from jujitsu. Okay. And uh, uh, when he found judo, he used to say, always said that there are three secrets in judo. And that can be aligned with any martial art. And the secrets mm. are practice, more practice, and much more practice. Okay. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Okay. Mm. Uh, I was just watching a YouTube video of, uh, of Jigoro Kano and one of Mifune. Mifune was also one of the top men and a, a ten dan in judo. And hmm. at the, he was 82 when he took on a challenge of fighting seven dans and eight dan about in the 50s and 60s. All right. And not one of them could throw him. <laughs> you should see that video. It's on YouTube. You should see that okay. video. Okay, I watch it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And he did throws like you wouldn't even think of attempting today. Okay? Uh, yes. I, I still have that thing in mind floating across. It's just amazing how he is. And the same thing holds good for the, uh, the karate, older generation of karate people. Right? Yes. I'll come to that again a little later. So in, uh, to, to answer your second part of the first question, uh, how does it help with combat? How does this type mm -hmm. of resistance training? So basically, you, it is the integration of neuromusculoskeletal uh, muscle that enables uh, the karateka to defend, attack, or strike his opponent. Mm. Any action that you do, even if you're twitching a little pinky like this, Mm. Requires two things. It requires your brain, right? It requires your mm. your spinal column okay. and the nerves. Mm. That's mm. your neuromusculoskeletal combination. Mm. Right? To the most uh, uh, technical application of a movement, like a, a combination of a movement in a kata which requires control, uh, combination of hand and leg, upper body, lower body, breathing, and you're moving at the same time. So all this requires your neuromuscular skeletal to be in top peak. And this only comes mm. with repeated, repeated, repeated action of the same technique time mm. and again. Mm. That's why in, in our system of karate, it's very important that we train in basics all the time. Just mm -hmm. basic technique. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is this type of training that, uh, for example, there are certain things that are built in, in your body, in your body system, like reflexes. Okay. All right. Uh, the plant is a reflex. When the doctor uses that uh, bottom of the hammer and... Yes. If your your toes curl inward instinctively, so, yes. that's to see mm. whether the nerves over there are working or not. Mm. Okay, especially in accidents and uh, bike accidents and uh, car accidents, people suddenly lose their sensation in the lower limbs or mm. the upper limbs. Right? 
and then uh, the resilient uh, uh, reaction is uh, the knee jerk you know when he hits the hammer on just at the bottom of the patella on the side and the mm. foot reflexes upward these mm. are born reflexes this is called the segmental reflex now imagine mm. you walking on a beach and you suddenly you barefoot and you suddenly step on a sharp piece of grass mm. automatically the foot comes off you don't think about lifting yeah. the foot it's yes. not a conscious yes. reaction it's a subconscious reaction and your mm. body is trying to uh, adjust your balance by hopping on one foot hmm okay until you realize it'll be easy if i sit down and then you sit down and then you take <laughs> the piece of grass out of your foot right so all these so hmm. these are natural reflexes that we are born with and we compound these reflexes for example if if somebody suddenly flicks his hand across your face you blink you don't think about blinking you don't tell yourself close my eyes he's he's going to poke me in the eye hmm you blink without conscious yeah. thought the hmm. same way a person who's doing 4 years of karate training and somebody attacks him his hand will come up in a block 10 hmm. years down the line somebody attacks him again his hand and he's already countering the punch hmm but years more down the line if he still continue all right hmm. he will be subduing the opponent before the opponent knows that he's about to attack him and i've seen this happen with uh, higana sensei uh with uh, kina sensei with higa sensei all these old aragaki sensei all these yeah. old people right and uh, i've seen this actually happen so i know what i'm talking about because i've been there yeah. Yeah. right uh to give you an example a small example we were training with aragaki sensei the five of us and he suddenly called over all of us and he said any person attack any time okay and continue attacking mm. don't stop mm. so i mean at that time he was in his 70s i'm talking about many oh, years wow. ago yeah okay and he's in his 90s now so <laughs> okay. uh yeah so he was in his 70s and uh and we were all within i was 50 plus and the others were in mm. the 30s it was much stronger than him he was a small man he's mm. not a big man mm. and not one of us could touch him not one of us could touch him this is the type of instinct that this person had that even before i was going to kick him punch him, he knew what i was going to do and he hide behind the other person next to him or he push one into the other we couldn't get at wow. him yeah mm. so i i never forget that <laughs> this is what like, the fact yeah Sorry? i've read in the, in your in, i've read in your book as well this one of these instances happened with you as well where your uh, friend had tapped on your shoulder at somewhere near flava <laughs> and you like threw him <laughs> could you please tell us the story <laughs> i was walking in kolaba and uh, i heard this voice uh, you know uh, the old parsi uh, <laughs> sweet thing so to speak <laughs> right so and 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 i got this huge slap in my shoulder and neck so i just hmm. ducked down caught the hand and threw him on my shoulder as i was throwing him it was an elderly gentleman who was a personal friend of the family so <laughs> i immediately right up he fell on his feet fortunately because i didn't throw him down and mm. uh, then i got the worst uh, sweet sense sweet nothing to speak from him and everybody on the street was laughing the hero <laughs> mm. so yeah i uh, yeah that did happen it's a, it's mm. it's your basic instinct of the years of training Uh, Correct, and yeah. one of these is uh, the ukemi which is falling practice hmm okay, learning how to fall learning how to roll without injury i've fall, fallen off hmm. hundreds of times of the bike and fortunately managed to save myself wow hmm. okay 
so uh, and a lot of my students uh, they catch the locals right and they either running for the local or they running off the local before the local stops they running off uh and they they fall sometimes mm-hmm. they fall mm-hmm. the only thing that saves them is the falling practice they've been doing for years and years that's the only thing that saves mm-hmm. them so it's this instinct uh that this type of training entails and works mm. okay mm all right then you've mentioned over here i think uh yeah so resistant training in gojuri mm right traditional yes yes resistant training yes okay uh all right there there are many traditional implements that we use in uh, traditional gojuryu uh and i'll i'll take one after the other uh first is the chishi hmm. which is basically this oh you have it okay yes okay it's a weighted end hmm. with a handle right mm-hmm. and you do and you do various exercises uh which enhance the punching muscle the striking muscle and the blocking muscles and the upper body it also helps in developing the core mm. okay uh i'll just show you uh, is it okay if i show something yeah yeah please no problem okay <laughs> all right so here Can you see me? Yes. So here I'm holding the chishi here like this, right? Mhm. And it's a free flow movement like this. Hmm. With contraction. Hmm. Now now this becomes isometric. And again okay. isotonic. Okay? Hmm hmm hmm. And then you do so that that enhances your breathing and your core mm mm-hmm. mm okay let's see glutes mm. your legs your back and a lot of these actions are uh, taken from the techniques themselves mm mm-hmm. like like for example this movement here this comes from your punching action mm so and i've just done two or three repetitions but normally in the chishi training session you do uh with the punching movement you do about 50 in one hand 15 in the other and then mm. again another 50 another 50 and these are normally 10 20 repetitions 10 repetitions okay. the five repetitions in each hand and that's how we progress okay it also enhances your breathing and your gripping strength hmm. which is very important in our system of karate correct hmm. okay all right then you come to the kongo ken uh, uh hmm. sorry another thing about the chishi all right we use it hmm. for uh conditioning where you roll the chishi on the shin oh, and you make yeah. the shin very really strong Hmm. Or you use it as a punch. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you can also use it as uh, uh, for for udete for conditioning your mm. inside and outside of the forearms. Hmm. So hmm. it can be used for quite a few different types of techniques. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's the chishi. The Congo can is a pipe. Okay? Hollow pipe. Mhm. <laughs> U-shaped but closed at both ends. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's normally about 5 feet in height. Uh the 
the inside of the U is about shoulder width, maybe a little less. Okay, hmm. <laughs> and it weighs from anything between twenty kgs to fifty kgs. Okay. Okay, for the seniors, uh, which is uh, uh, black belts plus and big guys, uh, they use the chishi, which is filled with sand, mm-hmm. partially filled with sand. Not not completely, partially filled with sand. Mm, partially. So what happens is when you're moving the chishi up and down, it's changing its gravity and positioning. So it becomes extremely mm. unwieldy. It becomes very unwieldy, exactly like a human body. Correct, correct. Hmm. It, it's not set like a barbell, right? Hmm. That's uniform. Hmm. A human body is very unwieldy. It'll collapse. It'll do anything you want. Okay, yes. Same thing with the Congo hmm. Ken because the it shifts the weight. Weight is just shift. The center of gravity shifts all the time in any hmm. in any action that you're doing with it. And it's used in lifting, pulling, grabbing, uh, striking. Hmm. Uh, And shoving, yeah. and can be used with two people at the same time, or one person at the same time. Like one person will hold one end, and I hold the other at the U shape. Okay. Opposite ends of the U shape. We're holding it like this, and we're in the shikodacha white stance. Okay. Then you move, you shift to one side, and you twist. Oh. Then you mm-hmm. move again to the opposite side, and you twist. So as you're mm-hmm. moving it, you're seeing it move. So you're working your chairs, you're working your lats, you're working your traps, you're yeah. <laughs> just, mm. just about everything. Full body, everything. And yeah, full body, and 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 the core, mm. everything from the shoulders mm. down to the knees. Mm. So that's your Congo Ken. Then you have uh, Nigrigame, which is basically clay jars, uh, used for storing rice clay pots. You know. Mm-hmm. and it has an upturned lip okay and there's a very special way of holding on to the lip in order to lift it and a lot mm-hmm. of sanchin training is done with this with the nigrigame the mm-hmm. sanchin stance you know moving in forward and back in the sanchin stance as well as moving in the white stance the shikodas the low, low stance so that mm-hmm. develops a lot of heaviness in the legs powerful legs mm-hmm. glutes And uh, again, the core, okay, mm. and your gripping strength. So there's a certain special way of gripping. Gripping is very important in goju because uh, it's a goju is the close system of combat, close combat. Mm. We don't mm. fight mm. at a distance like some of the other styles. Mm. Okay, we fight in close. Mm. If an opponent's attacking me, I'll go into him. I won't step away from him. Mm-hmm. Okay, or I'll step away and move in immediately. So, <clears throat> so in in that process, in that process, uh, if you're mm. gripping his arm, your little fingers right near the ulna tensor, which is mm. a nerve plexus, and if you press this hard enough, if you've got a strong grip, you can paralyze the whole hand. Your opponent wow. won't be able okay. to use his wrist at all. Oh. Okay. Uh, if mm-hmm. your opponent attacking you and you just move and you pinch the trapezius muscle, there's a plexus yeah. of nerve just at the baseline of the neck and inside yes. the mm-hmm. collarbone. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if you take your finger and press inside, deep inside the collarbone, yes, here you'll feel an agonizing mm-hmm. pain. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Then there's the shoulder plexus here. So, mm. You know here, just on the joint of the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's the soft yeah. area. So if you press inside there with your thumb, press it with your thumb. Wow. Oh. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all these areas it doesn't take too much effort to to cause pain. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. But mm. you have to always be very careful with. Uh, With uh, pressure points, mm-hmm. okay, because uh, it doesn't work with everybody. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't work with everybody. Some people have uh, some funny pressure points, so it's very difficult to get the exact location. 
and mm -hmm. uh, you you're pressing with all your might and nothing happens and he's laughing at you and what is going on over there you know so just mm. like some people are extremely flexible yes yes <laughs> you know they can touch mm. the finger at the back of the hand mm. so you're twisting the fingers and you're waiting for him to cry out and pain is laughing there's nothing <laughs> happening to him so mm. so you have to be a little careful when you're applying these pressure points and uh the much better to knock a person up than subdue him mm hmm hmm correct okay all right mm -hmm. so there you have the congo ken and the nigrigame and uh, you have the ishisashi which are stone dumbbells the wooden dumbbells weighted dumbbells they got a little okay. handle with a block underneath it and you use it okay. uh, exactly like uh, for your punching actions you know use it oh, like a punch okay yeah use it like a strike mm -hmm. use it like a shito you holding it mm. you know so it it's uh it's basically a cylindrical uh, yeah it's a yeah it's a shi it's a wooden or stone dumbbells used in punching striking blocking action mm. and uh, develops and helps in developing speed and power and strength muscular resistance basically especially mm -hmm. if you're doing a punch 200 punches 100 punches each hand so then mm -hmm. you start feeling that strain and uh, it enhances your muscle memory for your reflexive oh, mm -hmm. training correct mm -hmm. okay then we have maki uh, tantan the tantan is a simple barbell which you either use as a regular barbell for shoulder press or for squats or but we also use it for a different purpose conditioning okay. you hold the barbell in your hand like the here on on your forearm here okay mm -hmm. and then you flick the barbell in the air and it lands on your hand and then you roll the barbell down the forearm then you flick oh. it back in the air and you land on your hand so this is Sounds one really painful <laughs> Sounds really painful yeah <laughs> don't try it please uh, and everybody yeah. listening please don't try it okay unless you've got a <laughs> sensei standing next to you done it before and can show mm -hmm. you how to do correct mm. okay uh it was funny episode that happened with this uh i had a student i still have a student the same student who's now in the karate he used to come to my gym mm. first mm. and uh, he saw me doing this one day in the gym was flicking the barbell and taking on hands and he immediately he went white in the face completely white in the face he turned around and ran off so i don't know what the hell happened so i put the down and i went after him and asked him he says that he'd seen a tv show of me doing this exact same technique and he tried it in the gym and he near and the pain he went through he'll never forget in his life <laughs> and he still remembers the pain <laughs> fortunately he didn't break his hand thank god so, mm -hmm. so yeah it's all these techniques uh, need the uh the watchful sta uh, stare of a sensor mm -hmm. even a simple makiwara you can you can break your knuckles you can mm -hmm. damage your wrist you can damage your shoulder mm -hmm. and just hitting mm -hmm. the makiwara for example mm -hmm. then this is what we come down to the makiwara this is one of the most traditional implements used maximally in the dojo Okay, it's basically a wooden piece about five feet in length, six inches wide at the base, and about four inches at the top, and it's curved at the top. It's not square. Mm. Okay. Mm. And uh, uh, at the bottom end, it's about three inches thickness, and it tapers down to about quarter inch or half inch thickness. Mm. Okay. Mm. So it's flexible. Mm. It's flexible. When you punch it, it, re it rebounds type of thing. you know it's mm -hmm. it's flexible <clears throat> and depending on how you uh, place the the makiwara how it's placed 
you can make it very hard or you can make it easily flexible yeah. okay so uh so that's about it and uh, we normally use a leather cover for it on it okay a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, also use rubber padding and then tape it with a mm-hmm. sticky tape okay mm-hmm. so it depends on how developed you are in your training uh mm-hmm. if you wanted a, a soft hit or not a medium hit or a hard hit it depends on the mm-hmm. type of padding you use Mm-hmm. okay uh, a very easy method is to get a bunch of newspapers okay place them on and then tape it onto the makiwara okay mm-hmm. uh, rolled up newspapers flattened rolled up and flattened newspapers mm-hmm. okay so one end is this way and the other end is this way so about mm-hmm. five six together and then you tape it around the makiwara Okay. So that's another good good hitting surface you feel good it's like hitting a body mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. thing okay so uh and it is used to condition the different areas of the hand the first two knuckle which is the taken here mm. as you can see okay mm. oh yeah uh, i can see <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, yeah so uh first two knuckles then the outer hand uh, edge of the hand shuto then hmm. uh the back of the hand ura 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 ken hmm. ura uch okay this is used for hmm. bone areas the, the knuckles are used to hit bone okay hmm. like temple jaw all right uh, the flat of the hand the back of the hand all right is used in soft body areas the solar plexus the kidneys hmm. Hmm. okay at the lower abdomen the bladder area all that mm. uh then the bottom of the fist tetsi which is okay wax mm. hello go wall up hello go wall up because it it mm. travels a distance big distance and comes down you can hit your opponent mm. from the head with it you can hit him on the chest with it all right you can hit hit him mm. down uh uh in the groin area or you can hit him behind in the uh, kidney area hmm okay and it because of its swing and the whole body force coming into it it packs one of the strongest hits in karate hmm it's a, it's a very dangerous technique to you uh then you have shote which is the palm heel of course hmm. right and uh, then you have the wrist or kakuto this area of the wrist you slam it in the face oh hmm. uh, like imagine a person is holding your hand so you release the hand and go straight bang into his face hmm. okay so uh, different techniques of course <clears throat> then you have the tetsu sripa basically this is an iron slipper you know like the normal flip flops you have mm-hmm. okay so it's the same mm-hmm. thing but made out of iron so it's about 3 kg 5 kg 7 kg <laughs> okay wow yeah and you grip it with your toes all right and you use it as a migri as a front kick you do all the kicking techniques with it basically mm-hmm. side concept to carry kick to the knee a front kick a circle kick a back kick with the slipper this this develops tremendous uh power in your legs in your glutes mm. uh and uh and the minute you take it off and you kick and you suddenly feel your leg is flying you know yeah 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 sure mm. so uh so that's basically uh the uh this the the iron slipper so to speak then you have mm. a c- cylindrical wooden post embedded into the ground uh up it's about 5 feet maybe a little less than 5 feet and you use it to mm. condition the outside of the arms the inside of the arms okay kicking with your shin all right and uh, mm-hmm. shin kicking is also done with the heavy bag against the heavy bag all right or uh, mm. the traditional method was uh, um 
what do we call it? I forget the name now. You know, cane. Thin cane. Oh, correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's about uh, this, this big in length, about okay. three feet in length, very thin, mm. the size of my little finger. A bundle mm. of it, and uh, it's made in a bundle loosely tied together. Okay? Or taped, mm. basically. Hmm. and uh, a rope is passed through the center and the rope is pulled onto two uh, pillars or posts or whatever and then you kick hmm. that with the chin initially you'll be hopping uh, thinking you should go but slowly slowly the shin gets very hard now the conditioning has two uh it has two uh, main points in its favor one is that your bones become so hard and strong okay that should you hit anything hard your hand won't break whatever the object is that might end up breaking right mm. so if a mm. person hits you or is coming to punch you in the face and you do a simple block just a simple block so your upward hmm. action his downward action will will result in his arm getting fractured hmm so your defensive movement has become an attack okay hmm. okay all you've done hmm. is a block and this actually happened on the street with one of my students hmm Uh, there was an altercation he, he tried to, this other guy came out with a screwdriver to hit him on the head or to pierce him stab him uh, all he did was block and the guy broke his arm oh god fortunately is very close to the breeze candy hospital so the t- <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah there you have it. so that's one one uh, concept of using i've i've known a lot of people untrained people got into a fight and punched the guy in the face break broken mm. his knuckles fractured his knuckles oh wow <laughs> yeah mm. so uh that is why it is very important to condition these areas so you prevent mm-hmm. injuries to yourself okay mm. the other more important factor i would say at least this even light conditioning even if you just do this to your hands every day you know 50 60 or twice a day 30 mm. 30 like this yeah <laughs> right you slowly condition your hands what happens is that you get micro fractures hmm micro fractures they're not of any consequence they won't hinder any application of yours or any hand movements nothing even light hmm. conditioning like this all right but what it will do is it regenerates helps in regenerate generating your red blood cells and your white blood cells mm. so your so your oxygenation is far more in, into the whole body system because of the uh, rejuvenation and rebuilding of your red blood cells which happens in the mm. uh, marrow of your long bones your shin bones the arm bones mm. the hand bones right mm-hmm. that's where the regenerate regeneration takes place okay uh your white blood cells also get regenerated because uh the microfractures need the implementation of the protein molecule to come inside and to bind it and make it stronger mm-hmm. right okay so mm-hmm. that 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 by making it stronger you regenerate the white blood cells so your immune system goes up also at the same time Mm-hmm. normally in old age people uh you know uh in the 70s and late 60s and early 70s 80s then they fall down they break something mm right okay mm-hmm. uh and uh over here uh even at my age i fall down nothing happens Hmm. Of course I know how to fall that one part. Correct. But yeah. the other factor is the because of this constant uh conditioning that I do practically every day. 
helps in 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 the formation of these red and white blood cells i'm i'm mm. i'm totally convinced of that mm okay uh so there you have it and uh, okay and now your next question pertains to how is the regular gym workout different than the go to resistance training and which yes. one is more beneficial for the karateka again we come Shihan, before we get started thing. with that question uh, before we yeah. get started with that question yeah. uh, i i was completely unaware that gojuryu had so many kinds of resistance training uh, uh, <laughs> methods and that's why we've taken uh, about 1 hour to just answer one question i just didn't know that there was so much <laughs> sorry my my and, apology no no that's completely fine i never knew all this existed within i i just knew about the makiwara i just knew about the chishi and kongo ken that's all these three things i knew the other things i never knew about so uh, the instagram live video ends itself within 1 hour so we just have two or three minutes left but all right, all right. Uh, we can surely continue these two questions next time it's not a problem at all sure sure no hassle yes okay yes and there are a couple of questions that people have sent to me uh tell me uh, oh no 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 this is uh, sensor rajesh thakkar complimenting you he's like shihan uh, <laughs> you are just too good your body is like iron and you are truly a legend <laughs> so i mean there are good 10 people watching it live from the past 1 hour and you know, i'm sure wow. they're benefiting from it and uh, i'll just turn on the commenting in case somebody wants to comment before we end it um but yeah uh, since i uh, i mean very profound knowledge lot of wisdom there and uh, with lot of good examples i mean one hour just passed by i was just listening to you <laughs> and that's why at the end i just take the time and it was almost time to like uh, end the live session i mean it didn't get cut off by itself anyway we we can take the other two questions next time if you like yes 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 we can do that next monday we'll take the other two questions sure and i know for sure that sanchin is your forte so before we end i'd like to show this book to everyone this is the book written by shian <laughs> mystery uh this is the older version he has a newer version uh, sanchin the three battles this is the newer version this is the newer version yes and next time and we are uh, going to talk about sanchin as well okay okay and yes. uh, please, please uh, the the new version is available on amazon.in and it's also hmm. available on notion press the book is published by notion press it's a self publication you you publish it yourself and they help you in binding it and all the rest of it hmm. okay and uh, it has much bigger larger fonts it has larger photographs it has larger illustrations so you can actually see what you're reading as hmm. against the book you have over there hmm. okay great So it's like right. yes uh, thank you so much for taking the time and you know going into such depth for explaining the resistance training part of uh, uh, kojuri karate and next uh, time we will carry carry forward this conversation arigato gozaimashita yes. arigato <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much arigato thank you thank have a good you. day thank you. you too you too bye bye